Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by co-host and editor of thewolfpacker.com, Matt Carter. And today, we're going to talk about the most anticipated football game, at least yet, this season for the NC State Wolfpack football team. That is NC State traveling to Winston-Salem this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. on ACC Network. Going to take on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, a top both teams ranked in the top 16 of the college football playoff. Arguably the biggest game in the ACC yet this season. Could end up being the most important game in the ACC in the entire regular season as many suspect that these are the two best teams in the entire conference. So um, we're going to get into that matchup. But before we do, reminders, housekeeping for the listeners and viewers at home. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Wherever you listen to us, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Plus, please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Wolfpacker YouTube channel. That helps us out tremendously. We thank you to our subscribers. If you haven't already, please go hit the bell. Give this video a thumbs up. That's everybody, including subscribers. And plus, please drop a comment. It all helps us out a ton. Uh, last thing, again, I'm going to keep reminding everyone, the Wolfpacker is now a part of the On3 network made the jump uh, 10 days ago. It was a November 1st jump, so um, you know, getting, getting close to two weeks now with On3 and things are definitely starting to kick into gear. Uh, the site's looking great. Matt's killing it over there daily, so go take advantage of a special deal. Act now while it's still available, but $1 gets you a free, or not a free, it's a dollar. It costs a dollar, but it gets you an annual subscription to the On3 network that gives you premium access to the wolfpacker.com and all the great stuff going on at On3 network. So head over there, take advantage of that deal. It's, it's I keep saying it, it's the best deal in sports media right now, Matt. Okay, let's talk about some football. Um, you're going to Winston-Salem this Saturday, right, Matt? I am, it's my hometown. Why wouldn't I go, right? Of course, uh, triad native. Matt Carter, um, I suspect that you're not going to be the only one traveling down 40 on Saturday afternoon, heading uh, west to the Triad. I think NC State actually is going to have a pretty solid showing at Truist Field on Saturday, based on what I've been able to see on social media so far. Uh, Wake Forest, obviously, you know, getting into the top 10 of the college football standings, it seems like they got a pretty good crowd when they played Duke a couple weeks ago. But I suspect there's going to be a lot of red in the stands this Saturday, and you have to think that could at least play a little bit into the the Wolfpack's advantage, right? It could be. It could also fire up Wake Forest, right? I mean, how used are they to have? It's supposed to be a sold-out. I've seen um, reports from Wake Forest that they are anticipating a sellout. Um, so how often are they used to playing in front of, I think it holds 30 some thousand fans. It's not a big stadium. It's a cute little stadium, and um, it might fire them up too. You know, so they and it'll be interesting. It, but there will be a lot of red. It will be a very good atmosphere with a lot on the line. I think both teams know that. So it's it should be a lot of fun. Very nerve wracking, but a lot of fun. I want to address something real quick with this game because I think if one of these teams were named Clemson, this wouldn't be on ACC Network in prime time. It seems a little bit weird that a, a game between two top 16 teams, I mean, it's a nationally relevant game, 
you'd think it'd be on national television. I understand ACC Network's trying to get there, but uh, you know, out here on the West Coast, I'd like to go to a bar and watch this game with some fellow NC State grads. They don't have that on Comcast. They don't have ACC Network. So what's up with that, Matt? ACC Network just trying to get a money game, get some eyeballs on the network? That's a great question. I'm trying to pull up the uh, lineup for this weekend. To see I think Notre Dame, winning. Notre Dame, Virginia is on either ABC or ESPN, which yeah, I understand. You know, this isn't. Uh, this is just the reality of it. Is um, this is not a slight on on workforce at all. Uh, but I do think this might be right in. Even if the opponent had been anybody but workforce in the Atlantic, uh, it's a small school with one of the smallest in the FBS. I think it's either them or Rice. Uh, it does not have a national football following. It does not draw a national TV audience. And so I think there's a reluctance to kind of put Wake Forest on a, and a, you know Wake would have to be partnered with a national brand. You know, if this was NC State Louisville and the numbers were next to each other, I'm sure it would be on ESPN or one of those networks or, uh, you know, Syracuse, Boston College. You know, and I think any of the other, I mean, I think this is a byproduct of, you know, the only team that worked for it, you know, after no longer undefeated. Like I say, if Wake Forest had beaten UNC, I think it might have been on the national network. But it is odd. I know that's been one of the you know, a lot of talk this week about is NC State being disrespected because I guess what Dave Dorn said after the uh, what is it, after the Florida State game, and I know some media are like, oh, you know, why? they're not disrespected. I think we talked about this. My attitude is, who cares? I mean, well, why does that upset you if a coach said they're disrespected? I saw yesterday on Twitter a Georgia player on a podcast that he was doing say that Georgia is being disrespected right now. They're fucking number one in the country. <laughs> you know, everybody plays the disrespect angle. So why does it bother you? If it's true or not, who cares? Um, but that's been kind of tossed around. And somebody says it, it's been probably 11 years since a top 25 matchup was not televised on one of the national networks and I think that was a Mountain West Conference game yeah I think <laughs> I think the game that was referenced um, there's somebody on Twitter that's an expert on that but it was like a top six matchup between Utah and TCU that ended up on CBS Sports Network or something like that but I'm glad you brought up the disrespect point Matt because I may have moved to the West Coast but I still listen to the podcast of local sports talk radio in Raleigh. I really love the shows, by the way. Um, but that has been the topic this week with NC State, the the disrespect card. Not, I guess not just with NC State, but, you know, they've made their cracks at everybody in the North Carolina football market or, you know, at least North Carolina and Wake Forest. All these programs, I guess, playing the disrespect card. But I don't... I don't understand the frustration there with Dave Doran saying that he feels like the program is disrespected when... It's ranked 16th in the college football playoff. It's going on the road to play a top 12 opponent, and it ends up on ACC Network. I mean, look, the ACC Network's doing great things. It's making revenue for the league. It should be making more revenue for the league. That's a topic for another day. But 
you've got to showcase the best of your league, right? And if you want to stick with this narrative, oh, oh, the ACC's down this year because Clemson and Virginia Tech and Miami and Florida State are all having down years. You know what? There are programs in the ACC that exist beyond those, you know, four schools that are having great seasons. I mean, I know Wake Forest just lost to North Carolina. I'd imagine had they beaten North Carolina, they would have been a top 10 team. ESPN would have had no choice but to put the game on national television. But it's like, you see this, you see Devin Leary getting left off the Davey O'Brien award list. You see Trenton Gill being left off the national you know, award list for punters. It's like, you know, it's, there is evidence there that there is disrespect. I mean, it, it, maybe it's not disrespect in the local media because NC State is bigger in the local media than it is on the national stage. It's not really a national football program, at least not yet. But Dave Dorn has a gripe, I think, and it's also a motivational tactic. It's part of this current generation of athletes. Like, just go look at Terquavion Smith's social media after the first game. He drops 20 on Bucknell and... He's like, oh, this one was for all the haters out there. Like, they all want to carry a chip on their shoulder. It's motivation. If you don't understand that, you don't understand athletes, at least not modern athletes. So, anyway. Not even modern athletes. I mean, did we not spend an entire summer glorifying how Michael Jordan could take the ever so slightest flight and turn it into a personal vendetta that will lead him to score 50 points on you? in the next game, right? In that in the the last dance ESPN documentary. Right. Um, he gets glorified became... and when his disrespect takes it to a whole nother level, like keeping Isaiah Thomas off, you know, Team USA basketball, like yeah. I mean but it became a meme, like and I took that post how many times have you seen on Twitter? And I took that personally. Right. You know, we, we celebrated how Michael Jordan could take somebody not saying hi at dinner and scoring 40 points the next game against that guy or something like that because he treated it as a disrespect question up it's always been that case so i just i'm i'm you know why i'm just surprised that uh, and i'm not calling there were a lot of media people so and it wasn't just local i know andrea adelson at espn my good buddy eric mclean who i i like you know, he's a good friend of mine but you know, he brought it up, and Joe, we're not singling out anybody. It's kind of widespread, you know. And I, I, I get, I guess the media is like, "Oh, we are talking well about you," you know. But why does it bother you? That's my why does it bother you? Just let it go. Who cares? Who cares? It's so insignificant. Focus on the game on Saturday, and it's, it's a hell of a game. It's a hell of a matchup. I mean, name matters, right? Like, if Clemson's doing this, if Clemson's having Wake Forest season, everybody's talking about Clemson, right? But anyways, on to this specific matchup. Let's talk about the matchup on Saturday and stop talking about the disrespect finally <laughs> this week. Um, I like this matchup for NC State. I really <laughs> like this matchup for NC State, Matt. I don't know if you're going to agree with me or not, but you've already read my prediction. It's going to be published on the thewolfpacker.com here this afternoon so great reason to go use that uh take advantage of that deal one dollar for a free year of uh or not free year but annual subscription anyways (laughs) nc state has struggled to run the ball this year that's been their one weakness that's that was supposed to be a strength going into the season but then you start looking at nc state's schedule so far and you look at the acc you know pecking order of rushing defenses and now, look, I don't think the ACC's got a ton of run-stopping defenses that should 
be shutting out NC State the way they have been able to do thus far. But based on five games that NC State's played so far, NC State's offense has yet to face an opposing ACC defense that ranks lower than eighth in the league in rushing yards allowed per game on defense. So now, move fast forward the tape to Saturday, you get a Wake Forest opponent, what's their weakness? Stopping the run. They're the second worst run defense in the league right now, statistically. They just got lit up by Carolina in the run game. I mean, everybody wants to talk about Sam Howell. I think they scored most of their touchdowns on the ground through Howell and their running back, Ty Chandler. Look, this Wake Forest defense is going to... You can run on this Wake Forest defense. Can NC State execute it? I think it's going to find a way to execute the run game, control time of possession, keep the ball out of Wake Forest's hands because that allows them to play to their strength. Control the clock, drag drag out possessions, and you know Wake Forest wants to turn this into a gunfight. NC State would love to keep this game under 30. I think if NC State can keep Wake Forest under 30, they win the ball game. Your thoughts, Matt? What you've you've reviewed the stats, you've reviewed the tape. What do you think? Well, I I had full disclosure. I had not read the predictions yet, so I'm impressed that you dug up those uh, you, uh, you, the numbers like you did, because those were the same numbers I dug up, not for my prediction. But I had noticed that. When we talked about NC State's Western offense, that yeah, they have yet to fit. It's not necessarily, I thought, where they were ranked in the league. It's just kind of tiers, right? And there is a bottom tier of rush defense in the ACC. And the closest, I think, to that bottom tier that NC State had played was maybe Miami or Florida State. I couldn't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Florida State that was ranked eighth. Yeah, they have yet to play, you know, that really bad bottom tier. And the good news is they get two games in that bottom tier in the last three weeks, with not only Wake Forest but also North Carolina in the in the regular season finale. Uh, Syracuse in between is actually another really good rush defense. So you're right, there is something to be said for they have struggled to run the ball. Um, and as you noted, and they're still running below what their defenses are giving up. Clemson, I didn't look. Clemson might have been the exception, but in general, they're still running well below what their defenses typically allow uh, for rushing attacks. So now the counter to all of this argument is, and I credit ESPN David Hale for this, is that the teams that have run the football really well on Wake Forest future quarterback run game. Sam Howell's had a lot of 100-yard rushing games this year. Army quarterback is their primary runner a lot of times. Uh, uh, Louisville, Malik Cunningham, lit him up, you know, running the football. Syracuse, their quarterback runs the football an awful lot. Um, you know, those were the four games where they got really lit up in the rushing yards. And those four teams all have quarterbacks that featured prominently into that mix. You know, David Hale point with the four games where they had quarterbacks that were not actively involved in the running game. The defense actually did somewhat okay. The counter to that counter to the counter is that those four games that uh, Wake Forest played against non-running quarterbacks were four pretty bad football teams. Uh, Old Dominion, who hadn't played a football game last year, 
Duke, who is one of the worst Power 5 teams in the country. Uh, Virginia was a good team, and that kind of leads to my point I was going to make, so I'll, I'll circle back to that. And Florida State, who is still going with the McKenzie Milton story at quarterback when they could have been going with Jordan Travis, and that game probably would have been a different story. Virginia threw for over 400 yards and had 500 yards of total offense. Moving the football was not the problem for Virginia. It was stopping Wake Forest. That was the problem. So that's my way of saying that, you know, I think you can make a case that you know, don't sell out on the run, I guess. Don't be who you are. I think you can move the football either way against what of course. So be who you are and what you're most comfortable and and don't limit yourself. It's kinda how I view this game. Um, I think the big thing is take care of the football. Wake Forest has forced 18 turnovers this year. That has bailed their defense out. 18 turnovers, top five in the country, if I recall off the top of my head. They have recovered an amazing 10 out of 15 fumbles on the field. They're averaging getting almost two fumbles per game put on the ground. That's nuts. That's amazing. Take care of the football. Don't help Wake Forest defense out uh, because you're, you will have to score. You're going to need more than 30 points in this game. Wake Forest has too many weapons on offense. Otherwise, uh, it's, just, it's just the reality of the situation. You know, I think if you're in today, you prefer lower 30s. If you work for it, you prefer the game get into the 40s. No, completely agree with everything you said there, Matt. Uh, I think it's going to be a race to 30. Who can get there first probably wins this game. Um, but if you also look at who Wake Forest has played this season, NC State is by far the best defense the Demon Deacons have faced this year um you can maybe look at you know syracuse as the lone exception of a above average power five defense that wake forest has faced wake forest put 40 on them in overtime in a game that also you know they allowed syracuse a bad offense 37 points they allowed yeah. army a, bad, a really bad offense to score 55 points in a game they scored 70 right so they just want to turn this into track meets they want to light up the scoreboard but i 100 percent agree with you matt that the formula for NC State taking advantage of Wake Forest's weaknesses, running the football, establishing the run game, controlling the time possession, keeping the ball out of Wake Forest's hands, is that um, I just completely lost my train of thought there for a second. Uh, you got to take care of the football. That's what I meant. You got to take care of the football. You can't give Wake Forest free chances because they are going to make you pay. They've, like you said, Matt, they got too many weapons. If you turn the football over, you commit penalties, like you know what you're going to get with Wake Forest. They're going to score a lot of points. They're not going to commit penalties. They're going to try to win the turnover margin. They're just a well-coached, well-disciplined team, and I like to think that NC State's getting to that point this season as well. They're gaining that reputation as well, so we'll see. Two well-coached teams, two well-disciplined teams. Uh, turnover margin and penalties are going to play a huge factor, but I think NC State's defense is up for the challenge. No team has held Wake Forest less than 30 points this year. I like NC State's chances to hold Wake Forest just below 30 and win this game, scoring in the 30s themselves. Yeah. And we don't know the status of the running back, Christian Beal um, Smith, I think is his right, 
local product from Winston-Salem, leading running back, got hurt in the UNC game, didn't look good, I was told, I didn't see it, but I was told he was carted off the field in an air cast, so that can't be a good sign. And incidentally, one of their best corners also got hurt in that game, and I, I was, it, from the sounds of it did not look good for him either, and, and so, yeah, I've injury news for Wake Forest that's worth following. Um, yeah, I think you brought up two very good points. The only defense that comes close to NC State is Syracuse, which is a nice defense. That is the one game this year Wake Forest has had less than 20 points at halftime. Um, it was the fewest points they scored in regulation, and I think I can look at it real quick here. Let's see, Wake Forest ended that game at regulation with right about 400 yards of total offense, 401 to be exact. So that is a much more average, that's above average, but not exceptional, which Wake had been pretty much every other game offensively. So the one time they, they played a defense that has some credibility, has a track record of success, <clears throat> like NC State and like Syracuse, it, it was held more in check. And Wake Forest was in a dogfight. Yeah, obviously won the game in overtime. So that, that's the epitome of a dogfight. So um, you do have some reason to believe that maybe this NC State defense can be a defense. At some point, too, Wake Forest's offense is going to have a less than clicking day, right? You know, every offense. At some point this year has a game where it just does not click. It just cannot figure it out. Just not working. At some point, Wake could do, right? At some point for that. Yeah. So that's another interesting aspect of it. Maybe the first time they play a defense like NC State. Uh, they struggle a little bit. I think the key for NC State defense is stay home. Don't buy, don't play action. Wake Forest has 15 touchdown passes this year. I think 15 out of Sam Hartman's 27 touchdown passes have gone at least 30 yards. Uh, they hit a lot of big plays. They have an exceptional group of receivers, Dakari Robertson and A.T. Perry and, and Maureen in the slot, Taylor Maureen. Uh, got a little bit of depth. It is an excellent group of receivers, and their system really is set up to kill you on play action passes if you're not disciplined. So those guys like Tanner Engel and Joaquin Harris and Devin Boykin at safety have really got to be disciplined in this game. Tyler Baker-Williams if he's back at Nicole, Joshua Pierre-Lewis if he's not. Those guys have got to be really disciplined, stay at home, um, and handle business. So, uh, because I think that, to me, the key for the defense is limit the explosive play. They're among the country's leaders in long passes. Limit them. NC State's done a pretty good job at that this year, too. Uh, Jakari Robertson's probably the best receiver in the ACC this year. I mean, I know we've had some all-ACC candidates going into the preseason. Zay Flowers took a hit because Djokovic was out for, you know, a chunk of this year. Um, the kid from uh, Clemson, you know, having a nice year, but obviously some offensive issues there. Jacory Robertson's been fantastic. Um, but it's uh, one one last thing that you noted there, Matt. Wake Forest confidence going into this game. You know, they were they were rolling all season, and they finally faced some adversity against North Carolina, ending up losing that game. 
But you mentioned just the offense's confidence in general. Is it going to hit a stopping point? Um, it seems like, you know, maybe in that fourth quarter, North Carolina was showing some signs of weakness just in terms of, you know, Sam Hartman throwing two bad interceptions in the fourth quarter, uh, or at least one of them. I know he threw two interceptions in that game. I saw one of them. I can't remember if both of them were second-half turnovers, but Hartman has been really – He's protected the ball really well this season. Up into that game, he had only thrown three interceptions. Uh, I think it had been a while since he had thrown an interception in an ACC game. And, you know, to throw two in one game, you know, maybe that, maybe that's something that's on his mind when he's playing on Saturday. Because, you know, he is a guy that got a little got a little carried away with interceptions in the, in the bowl game last year down in uh, Charlotte, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl against Wisconsin. He threw four interceptions in a row on four straight possession so you know there could be a confidence element there let's see if nc state can put some pressure on him early if they can pick him off early i'd like to think that maybe you can get into wake's head a little bit on offense um but i like this matchup i if you're nc state if you're an nc state fan like i understand having all the nerves in the world playing a road game at wake forest it's been a house of horrors for the wolf pack over the past 20 years you know it's a 50 50 game Candidly, it's it's a toss-up. These are probably the two best teams in the ACC. You should be a little bit nervous, but I think you should also be confident going into this game because I think NC State is well-prepared. It's ready to go for this game. It's faced adversity. It, it The defense has shown that it's been able to overcome the injury problems. The offense is poised to have a great day against arguably the worst defense in the ACC. So let's see if they rise to the occasion because if you win this game then you, you, you hold the keys and you've got some big games ahead of you and it's just going to give you confidence the rest of the way. So no doubt biggest game of the season, but I don't know. I think the Wolfpack's going to have confidence and I think fans should too. So uh, don't fret. Go to Winston-Salem if you can. Make it red in Truist Field. Uh, that's going to do it for this podcast. Reminders, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you listen to us, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Plus, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, give this video a thumbs up, drop a comment, positive vibes only. Uh, follow us on social media at The Wolfpacker on Twitter is our main account. You can follow me personally at Justin H. Will on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook too, if you can. NC State Wolfpack on TheWolfpacker.com. And lastly, The Wolfpacker is on the On3 network now. So take advantage of the great deal going on at TheWolfpacker.com right now. A dollar gets you a year's worth of premium subscription. It's the best deal in sports media right now. A lot of things to read on the internet, but for a buck, this is some of the best stuff you can read. Get fully informed on the Wolfpack, recruiting, football, and basketball. I know signing day was yesterday for basketball, some key commits. We're going to have some basketball podcasts here soon, by the way. I hate to avoid the basketball talk here today. I mentioned Terquavion Smith. We'll do a podcast here soon. Maybe we'll get past this colgate game here this weekend we'll do a little early season observations for the men's basketball team but that's going to do it so for matt carter this is justin williams and this has been the wolfpacker podcast